The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 28th of April and the time has now just gone 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and this morning I have a jam-packed show for you. Now listeners, firstly, this is our first live show, well my first live show back since Ramadan, so um, it feels great to be live on air again and speaking to you all. Um, I want to firstly wish everyone um, a, a belated Eid Mubarak. Um, I pray that you all had a great day uh, spending it with family and friends. Um, as always, I know the Inspire team had put together a great Eid event uh, with amazing stars of the show. Um, my daughter is a huge fan of Safe Adam and his presence was truly appreciated. Um, there was uh, jam-packed rides um, at at reasonable prices, um, and Alhamdulillah, we had a uh, great weather. It was it was a beautiful day, and the sun um, held out for us all to celebrate. So, um, I'm sure, and I have no doubt that everybody that attended um, was really happy and. Um, uh, felt like they celebrated uh, Eid in true style there. So um, I hope that post-Eid everyone is recovered from the food. Uh, we uh, tighten our waist belts um, over Ramadan and then sort of let go when it comes to Eid. So I'm hoping everyone's able to recover from the uh, food infusion that we had um, on Eid and sinking their body back to uh, no- some form of normality. Uh, I would love to hear how everyone's week back Back to normality or what normal life for you all is like um it has been um things that people are struggling with um i know my top um uh thing that I've been struggling with is actually sleep. But alhamdulillah, I can say in the last couple of days um I don't feel so deprived from it and I'm able to um now feel like a human when I wake up and um, I'm, I'm sleeping through the night without that disruption of worrying that I might miss Suhoor. So yeah, alhamdulillah, it's, um, it's been good. So um, yeah, reach out to me listeners. Uh, I also like to, um, you know, hear what you're having with me this morning. I actually don't have a brew this morning. I've got my um, huge cup of water with me this morning. Um, something that during Ramadan I had less of, which was tea. And I'm finding that I don't actually like tea that much anymore. Um, and tea was my go-to drink. So I'm finding it really bizarre that I'm not feeling the need to have my cup of tea like I did before. Um, tell me, listeners, uh, have you um, found that there's a, a food that you've just stopped liking since Ramadan or is there something that you're craving a little bit more of since Ramadan you know what's your what's your food uh, or drink or brew um have you gone off anything are you having more or less of anything I'd love to hear from you all I am taking in um whatsapp and text messages on the studio number this morning on 0779481822 share your thoughts and views on that so listeners we are live on air uh, which is lovely to be uh, live on air again, reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas via the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. You can also tune in through TuneIn um, from the Inspire FM webpage um, or the app on your phones now, which is now available on all smartphones. So there isn't actually an excuse for you to miss my shows. Um we are hopefully also live as an audio on the Facebook page where you must like the show and you can also leave any positive comments around today's topic, any questions that you have around today's topic or any um, foods that you have um acquired a taste for or stopped liking post-Ramadan. So I'd love to hear what things people have um stopped having um i know for me it's been tea i'm not craving my cups of tea as much as i used to um and i have my cup of water with me this morning so i do find that bizarre as mentioned before i am taking in whatsapp and text messages on the studio number 0779 481822 so listeners 
The weather has taken a turn. I like to talk about the weather. I like to talk about how we are almost in May. We are actually on 28th of April, so just a few days away from entering May, and the rain hasn't stopped, and my heating hasn't stopped. How are you all finding the weather? Um, it's still raining when I'm doing the school run, so alhamdulillah, um, we, we ride through it. Um but yeah, it's it's a bizarre time of the year, really, because we should be having uh, some sun creeping through, especially given that we've got our first spring bank holiday coming up this weekend. Um, I was hoping to see a bit of sunshine so that I could tackle my garden, which is a story in itself, because um, my garden has just overgrown in in every aspect of, of the word. It's just... It needs a lot of attention and I need a good sunny day so that I can get out there and start tucking in and and get gardening. So um, how have you all coped with the weather? Do let me know um, and let's pray for some sunshine because we need some sunshine so I can get gardening. Now, listeners, with all the happy Eid celebrations, um, I also know that it was also um, quite an emotional moment for us all as we bid farewell to Ramadan. Um, I'm sure many of us, myself included, felt like we could have done better, didn't do enough, didn't strive in the month um, and kept saying to ourselves, especially me, tomorrow I'll do better, tomorrow I'll do better. And it was just one of those things that I kept saying and trying and before we knew it, the month had gone. And I do find that Ramadan went very fast this year. It came very quickly and it left us very quickly. So um I do find that we um, it escaped us and we will hope that we made um, the best of each day. Um, uh, it's a beautiful month, you know, where we are no, we all know that every deed that we do is multiplied. So any effort we make in this month, inshallah, we're being rewarded immensely for it. So, you know, what happens now? You know, how do we keep up with the momentum? I know that um, I've sp- spoken to lots of parents in the school run. I've had friends connect with me and uh post ramadan um everyone's feeling a bit deflated um and not have that oomph in them that they had in ramadan um we soldiered through the lack of sleep the crazy hours we were waking up and eating um we just took it all in our stride and it was something that you know we just did out of habit um, and there wasn't anything holding us back. And um, we were. W- I, I feel like um, the obedience level was really immense during Ramadan because we all just got through and got on with it. And uh, now post-Ramadan, everyone's looking back and thinking, how do we get back into that swing of things? How do we go back into feeling the light um, and the ease that we had during Ramadan? post Ramadan. So in today's show, I wanted to share some of my um, 10 top tips that I think um, can help us um, reconnect in the spirit of uh, Ramadan outside of this month, inshallah. Uh, so do get your pens handy and jot down any notes that you find interesting. And I'm open to uh, listening out to any points or any uh, things that people are doing. So please do share your own views and advice and topic uh, tips on today's topic. Um, and again, you can share that on the studio number 0779 I'd love to hear from um, you all. What is it that you're still doing to keep up with the momentum of Ramadan outside of Ramadan, um, do let me know. Uh, So I have some points here that I wanted to share with you um, all this morning. Now, these are my own points. Um, You know, it's not, um, they're not concrete points. It's just suggestions that I feel that to try and get back into that positive um, vibe of Ramadan outside of Ramadan, um, it's uh, some things that we can can all try. Um, And one thing to note um, every time Ramadan comes, everyone automatically has this button that we switch on and say, right, this is the month to try our best. We should really do things in Ramadan that we know is going to be easy for us to keep up with outside of Ramadan, as well as that month being a beautiful 
um, blissful month where, as I said, all our deeds are multiplied. We do have other months of the year and each month has its own representation of how it is um, reflected in our faith. Uh, and we should try and practice what we do in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan, on, on a daily basis. And um, so when Ramadan does come, there's no panic. Uh, I do find that people panic saying, oh, have you prepared this? Have you done this? Have you put down what you're going to try and achieve? What's your to-do list over Ramadan? And if you were somebody that was very consistent and had a steady momentum throughout the year, uh, come Ramadan, it would mean that you just continue with that consistency and you're not um, overexerting yourself. So now post-Ramadan, you wouldn't be feeling exhausted because you've literally fueled yourself out. So that's my advice there to start off with. Um, so the first point was um, also maintaining the momentum. Now, we all know that Ramadan is a month of um, spiritual rejuvenation and it's uh, a time where we have the opportunity to cleanse our souls. So it's important that we uh, continue this uh, momentum and progress that we made during the month of Ramadan outside of Ramadan. So post-Ramadan, we need to maintain the same level of worship. Um, in Ramadan, we all realized how, how we could get up for Fajr and get up that little bit earlier, half an hour earlier, an hour earlier for some people, so that we could have suhoor and eat and then pray fajr. So it's possible for us to get up early and it's possible for us to be on time for our fajr salah. Um, uh, and so, again, try and maintain the same level of um, worship and, and this act of ibadah um, through dhikr, praying our salah on time, so the obedience that we had during this time in sticking to the Salah times, ensuring that we prayed on time and uh, spiritually connected through Dasbi and Dhikr reading, these are things that we could try and make a habit and, and do outside of Ramadan. So make this a habit to keep up with that spiritual momentum where we are trying to um, stick to praying on time. Um, and I know that one of the things that... Um, what we tried to do as a family in Ramadan to make sure that we were praying our salah on time was um, every time we visited the bathroom, we would uh, redo our wudu. So we were always in the state of wudu. So whenever the salah time entered, we were in a state of purification. So we could either pick up the Quran and read the Quran or we could, if it was salah time, read salah. So um that's another piece of advice that I could offer there, that just try and keep in the state of wudu all the time so that wherever you are, you can just pray. That's the beauty of um, our religion and our salah, that it can be done anywhere. It's it's not confined to a single place. Uh, so wherever you are, you can stop and, you know, put down any mat uh, or if the ground is clear clean you can pray there so um alhamdulillah for that blessing um the second point is um fasting so keep fasting um we have i know the six days any six days of shawal so it's any six days it's not six consecutive days is any six days of shawal that can carry that carry an immense reward uh, so anyone that fasts in the month of Ramadan and then follows it with any six days of shawal, it's like they fasted for the whole year. So that's how much reward there is in the continuation of fasting. We also have the white days, um, which is the middle of the month, the 13, 14 and 15 of the Islamic um, Hijri calendar month. Um, so fasting in those days has an immense reward. We also have the fasting, nafal fasts on Monday and Thursdays. So, you know, fasting isn't just fixed to Ramadan and it's not only the time that we fast. Um, you can fast outside of Ramadan and there are um, other uh, nafal fast that we can keep outside of Ramadan that carry reward and blessings in it as well. Uh, there's also been... Um, 
some benefits associated to fasting uh, for both uh, spiritual connection and physically. Um, health research has shown that fasting has reversed, in some cases, illnesses like diabetes and even lowered levels of cholesterol. Now, I just want to point out a disclaimer here. Please do continue with all your medication and do seek full medical advice before fasting and trying to reverse any health conditions. Uh, your doctor must be in the know. Um, and in, in in minor cases, it's worked for people where it's been able to reverse conditions like diabetes. Um, and some of these processes have been quite grueling. So do get medical advice um, before carrying out anything there. So please do follow that one through. So yes, fasting is not something that's confined to Ramadan. It's something that we can um, aim to try and do outside of Ramadan throughout the year on on the Nuffali days, or just as you know, just as good habit uh, practice. Um, I know that fasting in Ramadan made me realize I always thought that I was quite good with my diet. I didn't eat um, beyond the meals that I had. But um, yeah, feeding my uh, two-year-old made me realize how much actually I do graze. And um, when she wasn't finishing her meals, I knew that that would have been something that I would have consumed. And so I realized how much I did graze, especially when I was preparing food and there was things around in the kitchen. I really had to make a conscious effort of not to put something in my mouth. So, yeah, I'm a grazer. I didn't realize. So I thought I was just a strict meal eater. But I realized that actually I do graze and I do eat things subconsciously. So Ramadan helped me um sort of rejig that and get back into the I only need to eat when I need to eat rather than eating just for the sake of eating as well. So it's it's a good um, practice and a good reminder for us all. Um, I'm not sure if any of the mums out there tuned in this morning had the same issue as myself when it came to feeding their children, realising how much they ate more than the children. So um, that's one thing I've learned. And post-Ramadan, I've been very good. Whatever she eats, she eats. And whatever she doesn't eat, she can eat later. So the third point is um, giving charity. So um, we know that giving charity um, has um, been beneficial to those who need it. Um, And it's also a means for us to purify our wealth. Uh, when Ramadan arrives, we all start digging deep in our pockets and we start calculating our dues like Sagat and um, and want to pay as much as we can to wherever we can in this month um, to, again, multiply our um, deeds. Um, having studied the fiqh of Zagat, um I just wanted to make it clear that when we pay our Zagat, um, this is, this is uh, an act of ibadah. Is, this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has um, put down on us all that are due to pay um, zakat as a fard. And um, we shouldn't be looking at trying to only fixate this in the month of Ramadan and trying to pay all our zakat in that month. So we've paid the zakat and we've got the extra rewards and deeds for it, inshallah. It's a it's an, a, an act of ibadah that we should be trying to do at any point of the year so really it depends on when your zagad is due many people have it outside of ramadan um the idea is to pay it as soon as possible and it should be known that this this is a separate act um and it's not that if i do it in ramadan it's going to be multiplied and it's good we should be focusing on that act of ibadah as that's something that I've done to purify my wealth, to cleanse um, my wealth, and that's separate. And then, you know, sadhga, any form of charity in Ramadan that we give is then being multiplied, and that's really genuinely coming from our hearts, and it's not us um, trying to kill two birds with one stone of paying our zagad and getting the reward. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, it's something that shouldn't be delayed. So pay it as soon as you can. Um, and you don't have to wait to pay for it in, in Ramadan. Um, and as I mentioned, sadhga is something that's ongoing and, you know, we should try and implement in our lives. Um, and it doesn't have to be a lot. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think it's Native Dean that sing. Um, that song where they say put a dollar in the box for the sadhga 
we do it for the baraka and not for show. So, you know, you don't do it, oh, I'm putting in 10 pounds a day or I'm putting, you know, a pound a day is sufficient. It's it's the intention. So we should remind ourselves of why we are doing it. So putting a, a pound aside every day, um, 50p aside, just something with the intention of this is for charity. Um, inshallah, Allah will reward you for your intention and your efforts in trying to collect that money. Uh, so yes, and again, that's something that we can do outside of Ramadan. It doesn't necessarily have to be confined to only in that month. Um and again, forming a habit, you know, um, I know a friend that actually has a charity box by her front door and um, anytime she gets loose change or anything like that, because now we've got used to our plastic cards and we are forever tapping away and not many of us carry cash now. So whenever we do have loose change, we just put money into that um, charity tin. And it's quite nice because the younger children are seeing this and um they equally feel as giving. So it's forming a habit into their lives as well that, you know, um, you won't run out of money, you know, give and Allah will give your rizq and barqa in its in, in its own place and its own due. So we should try and um, encourage good um, acts like that so that our younger children can see what we are doing and hopefully, inshallah, benefit as well. Now, listeners, if you have just tuned in, um, it's Mother's Planet this morning. We are live on air and um, I'm talking about um, the post-Ramadan uh, um, issues uh, that m- many of us are having. So it's really post-Ramadan blues. Uh, many people are feeling really down um, and don't have that oomph or that momentum that we had in Ramadan um, going. And uh, I'm trying to suggest ways of how we can try and implement things outside of Ramadan to hopefully relight that um, candle or light in our hearts so that we still have that positive feeling and oomph in our steps of when we are doing so. So do um, let me know your thoughts on today's topic. I am taking in WhatsApp or um, text messages on the studio number 0779-481-822. So you can share your thoughts with me. Um, The fourth point I wanted to make was um, continue reading the Quran. Now, this is something uh, we know that Ramadan was uh, revealed and compiled in the month of um, Ramadan. So the connection and reading it is is very relevant to many of us in the month of Ramadan, uh, purely because of how it came about in the month of Ramadan. It's like a reminder to us all to reconnect with the holy book and um, read Allah's words. But it's also important to keep that strong connection with the recitation of the Quran outside of Ramadan. Um, it's a really good habit to try and form. Um, uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, this year I... Um, read the Quran and I felt that I read it in a very different way because I I try my very best to read the Quran outside of the month of Ramadan. So whenever I can, I'm reading the Quran and connecting with Allah's words. And um, I do find that it's improved my um, recitation, my speed um, and my tajweed I've been able to really apply my tajweed rules and actually know now when I come across a rule and I know what I need to do, which for me was quite an achievement because um, it's taken me about three to four years to really apply my tajweed rules and know that I'm doing it without any assistance. So um, before I used to take screenshots and share it with my Quran teacher and ask if I was reading it correctly or what's the rule here or what I need to do. But to this time around this month in Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, I read it and um, I understood the rules and I could apply them. So, and that was only because I was reading the Quran outside of Ramadan and I was being consistent with its reading. Um, it's really important to try and understand what we are reading as well. So there's some words, I mean, many words throughout the Quran are being repeated um, and you can get the gist of what some of the ayahs are saying um, just by repetition. 
and knowing what one word means and when it's mentioned again it must be talking about this and it must be revealing this so it's really good to try and um understand uh, some of the text and get some a good english translation of it some of the quran um translations can be quite difficult because they use old english and in that case it can be quite difficult to comprehend so you know get yourself a good um english translation alhamdulillah we are very lucky because there's so much uh, resources online um now where you can get um uh, translations of specific surahs and um you can actually see what they mean and the english is comprehensible to all levels so we should really try to read it regularly and make a conscious effort in understanding what we read Now, listeners, believe it or not, we are actually heading over to a short commercial break. Um, you have been listening to me, uh, me, Neelam, this morning on Mother's Planet. Um, I have been sharing some um, points. I shall continue these after the break um, on how we can uh, relight um, the spirit Uh, con spiritual connection that we had during uh, Ramadan and how we can try and keep up this momentum outside of Ramadan. Uh, so I hope the points so far have been relevant. Um, please do share your thoughts with me on 0779-481-822. But for now, go refill your hot drink, cold drink, whatever it is you're having, and join me after the break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam. It's Friday 28th of April and the time has now just gone 10.30. So in the show so far listeners I have been talking about things that we can do post Ramadan to keep the spirit Uh, um, the spiritual light that we had during Ramadan glowing and hopefully growing in our hearts. Now, um, before the break, I've mentioned um, four points and the four points were, let me go back to them, maintain the momentum, fasting, giving charity um, and continuation of reading the Quran. Now, the fifth point I had was maintaining um, good deeds. Now, continue doing good deeds. These can be as small as uh, a smile to uh, going out of your way to help um, others. Um, remember, a small deed or act of kindness can always make a big difference in someone's life. You don't know what your gesture or your act of kindness has done to improve that person's um, life or day. So it's um, important that we always try to do something um, in a selfless way uh, so that we are helping others. Now, during Ramadan, my street was buzzing. We had um, uh, people distributing food. Um, uh, I could see all, all the um, boys running in their jubbeh, um, going to the mosque. And, you know, it was amazing. It was really, really nice. And I live in a very... Um, mixed street because i have muslims and non-muslims living on my road and we shared food with everyone um i made some sweet rice and this was my first attempt and alhamdulillah it turned out i think okay um and um i shared it with my next door neighbor who 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 is not muslim and thoroughly enjoyed eating the rice you know so we uh we were very giving in this month um And we were trying to improve the way we were doing our deeds and what we were doing. We didn't think twice when it came to giving. Um, and so I think we should try and maybe implement this outside of Ramadan by, you know, sharing something with, with our neighbors at least once a week. Um, uh, and not looking for an occasion. Um, I always used to think, oh, it has to be something, you know, a, a child's birthday or Eid or, you know, an event um, that we were sharing food and giving it to somebody. But I've come out of this habit now and I and I think, well, actually, I've cooked something quite nice. I've got, alhamdulillah, a lot of it. And it would be nice to share it with my neighbour. So, you know, and you don't have to make pots and pans and share it with all of your neighbours. You could, you know, pick a neighbour a day or a week and say, right, I'll give it to that neighbour today, this week, and I'll give it to the following neighbour 
the following week, you know, and um, and so forth. So you don't have to put that pressure on yourself, which is what I was guilty of doing. Um, whenever I made something, I felt like I needed to make masses of it and and not just give it to one neighbor, give it to all. So, um, alhamdulillah, that that's, uh, you know, something that we can try and uh, do. And again, you know, um, it can be even a plate of fruit, um, any kind gesture is always welcome. So I'm sure even whatever you give or share with your neighbours outside of Ramadan, um, it will always be appreciated. Number six, attend Islamic courses or classes. Now, alhamdulillah, in Luton, we are blessed um, with so many um, classes of fiqh that have been running in the masjids um, um, and some have been running in institutes and uh, a lot of them have been running online. Uh, so, you know, we have been blessed um, even as a nation because the online classes can be axed anywhere. Um, so we are quite lucky um, because there are courses continuously running. So do keep your eyes peeled for these. Um, and these can vary from, as I said, attending to masjids to actually sitting at home and and doing them online. Uh, so many of the doors, which is so lovely to see, many of the doors of the uh, big masjids in Luton have actually opened the doors to women and are welcoming women with young children to attend these um, uh, sessions and educate themselves as well. Um, I myself have um, attended a few uh, courses, alhamdulillah, and I found them extremely beneficial, especially as mums. Um, I, I feel when we are raising our children um, and, you know, sometimes our children ask us questions and we don't really know how to ta tackle them or how to answer them or what to say. Um, so having these classes and these courses accessible and having attended them, I, I now feel a bit more confident as to how to respond and what to do with these um, questions that these little ones pose to me. Because alhamdulillah, mashallah, these kids are very bright and they and this generation of children um, are not afraid to ask questions. We always, um, well, I did growing up, always felt a slight re reservation or apprehension about asking certain questions. But these children do. So it's very important that we educate ourselves correctly so that we can give them correct answers and not deviate them from what the actual truth is. So um, I have um, uh, attended sessions and uh, done some fit classes and alhamdulillah I do feel a bit more sound in my knowledge and practice of our faith as well. The next point is, which is a very important point, um, maintain your health and wellness. Now in Ramadan we were really conscious about what we had at Suhoor time. We were making sure that we had the balance of water, fruit, um, um, we were eating protein, things that would keep us charged up throughout the day. Um, and we were eating well, generally, at Suhoor time because we knew this was going to be our fuel for the for the rest of the day. So people were making a conscious effort of having smoothies and eating well. Now, outside of Ramadan, you can get a bit relaxed and you can just go for anything. And we're not being as... Um, picky or thoughtful with our foods um, and what we're eating. So it's vital that we give our bodies uh, the right nourishment even outside of Ramadan in our daily lives. Um, it's a key contributor towards our diet and mental wellness. Um, and it's also um, a way to a happy soul and body. So we do need to factor in sleep and um one of the things I think a lot of us, um, especially the Asians, lack in our diet is fiber. Um, so it's really important that we try and have fibrous foods and um, drink plenty of water. I have um, accustomed to drinking coconut water and I've made it a thing now to drink outside of Ramadan. Usually I used to only drink it at my suhoor times, which meant that it was keeping me um, well um hydrated throughout the day because I'd had my coconut water. But um, I did, I find that I'm drinking it outside of Ramadan now as well, um, purely because I do find that it actually helps with my hydration and I'm not very good with drinking water. So this has been quite good and it's, and it's fibrous. 
It helps um, regulate the gut, the digestion of food. Um, an interesting one, I watched a program yesterday where they were talking about having a good gut and digestive systems and um, and the importance of it because by not having regular bowel movements, um, you know, many of us get constipated or on the extreme or on the runs. Um, it can cause further issues down the line with our stomach. So it's important that we get these regulated and help our digestive system. And the key food they mentioned was kiwi. Now, um, I gave myself a mini pat on the back because I eat kiwis and, um, and I like them. But I actually have been eating them wrong. Um, and the, in this show particularly, they mentioned kiwis and they said 50% of the fiber that's in kiwis is actually in the skin. Yes. So the hairy kiwi that you have at home has actually all the nourishment, 50% of it in its skin. And we are just throwing that in the bin because I usually just cut them in half and scoop it out and chuck the skin away. And that's the goodness that I'm chucking away. So Despite the hairy fruit, after having a good wash under a running tap, I did cut it in half and lo and behold, I ate it as a whole. And I can actually vouch and say it's really nice. Um, it's a mind over matter issue. You will be able to bite into this kiwi despite the hair and the tickles on the tongue. But it's actually just like every any other fruit. Um, it, and do it with a nice ripe kiwi. So make sure when you've before you consume it, feel it. Is it quite soft and squidgy? If it is, the riper it is, the easier it is to take the um, skin because the juices of the kiwi um, will be soft and it will be easy to consume. So, yes, eat your kiwis with the skin. Give it a go and do let me know how you get on because it is it is one of the best ways to consume it. And so, alhamdulillah, for the last three days I've been doing that. No, sorry, I only watched the program yesterday. So I've, since yesterday, I've been doing that. And I've had the recommended um, dosage is two kiwis a day. So I've had three kiwis so far. And, um, and I've eaten it with the skin. And I'm fine. It's fine. Alhamdulillah. And it's also high in vitamin C. So it will help uh, boost our skin cells and immunity too, inshallah. So yes, we must take care of our... Um, health and wellness. The next point is keep in touch with family and friends. Now, this is a point and a reminder to myself. In Ramadan, we connected with family and the community through sharing and um, communicating and keeping in touch. We now need to try and do this with our loved ones and maintain that strong bonds that were formed during Ramadan outside of Ramadan, inshallah. The next point is also avoid bad habits. We managed a whole month on staying on track and not falling into sin, be it little or big. We managed to stay away from all the sins that um, backbiting, the small sins that we take for granted outside of Ramadan. We knew we were fasting, so we mustn't we mustn't backbite. We mustn't talk about somebody. We mustn't lie. We, we were being very rigid with holding on to our uh, fast and making it valid. And so um, it's in, it, we are able to do it. So avoid the bad habits and following the negative path. Remember that Ramadan was a time to purify your soul. We've been able to have 30 days of where we've purified not just our soul, our tongues, our hearts. So we now need to continue this and try and hope that we are not falling into those bad habits again and um, committing sins outside of Ramadan. And the last and final one is um, make dua. Continue to make dua and ask Allah for guidance and forgiveness. Uh, we did this in abundance throughout Ramadan. We were continuously breaking our fast with asking for Allah to shower his mercy on us, to forgive us for our sins. And the remembrance was always there. Remember that Allah is always there for us no matter what point of the year we are. And um, our reflection and connection with Allah 
that we worked on so hard in the month of Ramadan should be something that we hold on to and continue throughout the year and not just in Ramadan. You know, we always feel obliged to make adhwas or supplications after our salah. Um, while this is a great practice, it's not actually... You don't have to specifically only make du'a after your salahs. It's not confined to a specific moment. Um, it can be done at any point of the day, any point um, of the day, any point we are standing, sitting, and we supplicate to Allah. Allah will listen. Allah will accept. Inshallah. So we should try and make a habit of always seeking for, for guidance from Allah and um, and asking Allah to keep us on the righteous path. Inshallah as well. So. Um, that I learned from actually watching um, Ertrigal. Um I found that whenever whenever a good thing happened, whenever making a journey, whenever they had returned from a journey, there was um, continuous du- supplications, du'as being made. And it wasn't confined to just when they were reading their salah. So, you know, it's something that we should try and form a habit of making um, supplications to Allah, especially when we are making journeys. Um, leaving the house, entering the house, um, in all those moments as well. So there you go, listeners. There's my 10 points um, that I've shared with you this morning on how we can try and reconnect post-Ramadan, getting rid of those post-Ramadan blues and getting us back on our feet and back on track with the spiritual connection and elevation that we had during Ramadan. Uh, it's important to remember that at the end of Ramadan doesn't mean that it's the end of our spiritual journey. We need to use the momentum and spiritual growth we have gained during Ramadan to continue to grow and strengthen our faith and practice, inshallah. So I hope uh, those points have been beneficial. Um, and uh, I hope you have been able to jot down some good ideas that inshallah you can practice outside of ramadan to keep that spirit uh, and light glowing and growing in our hearts now i wanted to share a poem that um i wrote um almost five years ago um when it came to bidding farewell to the blessed month of ramadan um it's a short poem and um i have to try and say it without welling up because um I, I'm saying it from my heart, and I really did feel this about Ramadan, and I'm I'm sure many of us um, had the same feeling. So the poem's called My Special Guest. A guest visited my home in the night, bringing with it baraka and light. The peace and serenity around it made me calm. No anger, no pain. My soul was free from harm. My days were filled with productivity counting my blessings and giving in charity. My salah I always prayed, in longer sujood I stayed. Inside I can feel my heart screaming, this guest will soon be leaving. O Ramadan, did I do my very best? Did my iman succeed in this test? Clenching my heart and shedding a tear, I pray that inshallah I see you next year. I Ramadan, I Ramadan, it is so sad to see you go. I hope the light in my heart continues to glow. Amen. So I hope um, you liked that poem. Um, it's one that I can't believe I wrote myself. Uh, I think I surprised my my family. But it came from the heart. I just jotted it down. Um, when it came to bidding farewell to Ramadan, I found it extremely hard to say uh, goodbye to this beautiful month. Um, it brought so many blessings and barakah with it. And uh, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us all with health and um, the um, the will to be able to see many, many Ramadans, inshallah, and, you know, where we can, in each Ramadan, look at how we can improve ourselves and how we can keep going with that momentum. And I think that's the important message that I wanted to convey in my show today, that it's not just about striving in Ramadan, but it's about striving outside of Ramadan as well and keeping that momentum and um, keeping it going throughout the year and having that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ultimately, our goal is to please Allah, so we should try and do things that um, is is easy. And this is why when the month starts, 
instead of writing lists of I need to achieve this, I need to make sure I'm reading this a day and I'm finishing that, we should be real with ourselves and um, see what we can do with ease without overexerting ourselves because the overexertion can, um, as as we are all feeling now, have that knock-on effect in Shawal. We're all overexhausted, overtired, and we can't get ourselves back into feeling like we did in the in the month of Ramadan. So I hope my points there have been beneficial and I hope my advice has been beneficial. Now, listeners, whenever I share these kinds of points and advice, um, I am giving these as reminders to myself. Um, we are all on a journey. We are all trying to improve ourselves. Um, and so first and foremost, all these advices that I do offer and suggestions I do offer is coming to myself first and then I'm hoping to share it with you and hope that you will benefit from it as well. Now we have a few events um, running over the bank holiday weekend. One of them I don't have full details on but it's in it's in London. I know that the main square, I think Trafalgar Square in London, is hosting an Eid party um, uh, for everyone to attend it's so it's going to be crazy but alhamdulillah this is the beauty of our uh, country where they understand um multicultural to another level and as well as having um ramadan lights we have um, an eid party being hosted in london at the square so um uh, do google it look it up find out more information i'm very sorry listeners i have limited information on it but i know it's taking place um the other event that we have and these are all local events now um that are taking place in Luton and most of them are all on taking place on Saturday so you've got you're a bit sport for choice listeners as to what you can do and where you can go so we have um mindful coffee conversations and this is taking place at Trawl End Community Centre um on the 29th of April which is tomorrow um and this is from 10 o'clock till um 12 p.m so 10 in the morning till 12 in the afternoon. It's a free event and it's for ladies. Um, it's mindful moments. It's exactly that where people can just come and have conversations, um, offload a little bit and you do it all over a cup of tea. So it's really nice, um, especially post Ramadan for all those women that worked super hard through all the suhoors and all the iftars, this is your opportunity to go ahead uh, and attend something like this where you can have a cup of coffee and talk and connect with like-minded women or other women um, about similar situations that they um, went through in Ramadan. And I think many of us out there, many mums out there, deserve big pats on the backs um, I felt like my mum this Ramadan, actually, because um, my mum would always be the first one up preparing food and getting our suhoor ready. And this time round, I was doing that. So it felt really strange doing that um, and getting ready and getting iftar ready for my children. Uh, so I felt like a, a real mum this year. Um, and I'm sure many of us did. I'm sure many of us um, got up and prepared suhoor, prepared iftar. So for those mums go and attend this um, Mindful Coffee Conversations at Chorland tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning till 12 in the afternoon. We also have a community fun day at All Saints Community Centre, which again is on Saturday, 29th of April. And so you could go to the coffee conversation in the morning at um, Chorland and then in the afternoon from 2 till 6 p.m. attend the All Saints Community Centre for a community fun day um, where there'll be lots of uh, fun for the family and children to engage in as well. So that's running on Saturday, 29th of April from two o'clock till 6 p.m. Uh, and uh, last but not least, we have the International Dance Day, which is Let's Move at Stockwood Discovery Centre. And again, this is Saturday, 29th of April uh, from 11 o'clock in the morning to 3.30. It's a free event. Um, all the events that I've mentioned are free and no booking is required for the um, Discovery Centre um, event, which is the International Dance Day. Let's move. It's a good way of um, 
getting all that energy out of the children, taking them along to an event like this where they can just have a good wiggle and get all those little ants in their pants out of their system and join into this event. Um, and it's quite nice because it's fairly early in the morning at 11 o'clock. So hopefully if they've jiggled about and had a good dance, they'll be calmer in the afternoon for you so you can have a nice relaxing afternoon and uh, maybe go along to the um Community Fun Day at All All Saints Community Centre, running from 2 o'clock till 6 o'clock in the evening. So, listeners, there are the events. Um, Apologies for any that I have missed out. I'm sure there's plenty going on um, uh, locally in some of the masjids as well, uh, post-Eid parties that are happening. So, if I haven't mentioned any, do just keep an eye out on the Facebook posts. Inspire FM does mention quite a few of them on the Facebook page. So do go back to the Facebook page and just have a look through events that are running locally over the weekend. Now, I wish you all a blessed long weekend. It is going to be a nice one. Pray for some good weather so that I can get tackling into my garden, inshallah. Um, I need to find it first because the grass has really overgrown and so has the hedges. So I'll be very busy in my garden over the weekend doing my gardening. Now, I hope, listeners, that um, my show this morning has been of benefit to you all. It's been great um, coming back and speaking to you all live. Um, And I hope that my points that I made um, were positive and uh, uh, beneficial to you all, inshallah. So my traditional quote for the day today, for the show today is, Islamic spirituality is about finding balance between the inner and the outer aspects of life. Friday blessings to everyone that's tuned in this morning. I wish you all a blessed day. Do take care of yourselves um, over the long weekend. um, And uh, remember that there's no school on Monday. So the kids are home. So good luck, mums. I hope that you have a uh, fun weekend with them all. And there's plenty that I've mentioned that you can do um, on the Saturday to keep them busy. So I hope they're all um, going to have something uh, in, to engage in and get moving in. Uh, the one that one of my favourite ones that's happening this weekend is the Let's Move at Stockwood Discovery Centre. Um, which is happening from 11 o'clock to 3pm. Um, it is a Let's Move. And it's just getting them to dance along and wiggle about to all sorts of different musics and just getting them to literally get rid of that energy. So mums, if you want a nice, peaceful weekend, take them along to that and let them enjoy and get the get the wiggles out. And uh, again, it's a free event, so no uh, booking is required. So I hope um, you have all benefited from my points this morning and it's been Great coming back live, inshallah, and speaking with you all this morning. Um, I wish you all a blessed Friday, and inshallah, we will connect again next week with another interesting topic. But for now, Friday blessings and assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.